Special thanks to Fonda Santa Rosa, the only place in Houston where you find Mexico City-style cuisine. Welcome to Latinos Who Thrive. I am your host, Victor Escalante. Our space is where we celebrate and uplift the stories of Latino individuals who are excelling in their fields and making a positive impact in their communities. In this podcast, we share inspiring interviews with Latinos and Latina entrepreneurs, activists, artists, and leaders from various industries, and we do a deep dive into their journeys, challenges, and triumphs. Our goal is to provide you a platform for Latino voices to be heard and to showcase their resilience, creativity, and excellence of our community. Join us as we explore the power of representation and the many ways in which Latino individuals are making a difference in the world. Today, we have special guest, Dr. Esmeralda Adami. She is a mechanical engineer by trade who also has her own consulting firm, helping companies with soft skills as well as more complex strategies. So let's get to it. Dr. Adame, welcome to Latinos Who Thrive. Thank you so much for the invitation. Tell us, uh, Dr. Adame, about your background and how you ended up where you are today. Well, it's a long story, but let me try to summarize. I know right now people hear and say, oh, Dr. Adame, right? But it was a long road and definitely not easy. However, I have a saying that I say, ganas and persistence will get you anywhere. So really that's what it took, the ganas to thrive, the ganas to, to be better, the ganas to, you know what, poverty is a stage that anybody can get out of. And ganas, 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 there's really no right translation to ganas and ganas is just, the will, the heart, the wanting, the desire, everything, all that put together to succeed. And really, that's what it took. You are the third guest that uses the word ganas. Really? I actually had a guest that he named this company con ganas. Nice. That's He's, one of my main things is just ganas. Hashtag ganas. Yes. Uh, and, and I heard you speak at the state conference for the Hispanic Women's Network of Texas. And you also used that word at that speech, uh, yes. which uh, I was very inspired by your story. So Thank tell you. us what you're currently up to, because you're a woman of many talents. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, even though you said that the, that conference is that you were there, I think that is important that we do things like that as Hispanics, as Latinos, to get as much experience that, that we need and grasp from everything that we can learn, right? Well, there's a lot of things going on. You mentioned uh, current projects. I think as females and even a lot of men, too, we, we wear a lot of hats, right? We want to do this. We want to be the super woman. We want to be the super moms. But I'm currently, right now, as we speak, working on a um, leadership conference to try to get our future leaders out there. It's for the Persistent Adversity Foundation. We're trying to equip our future leaders, our high schoolers to do more, right? And of course, we, I'm also a podcaster, Persistent Adversity Podcast, where I also share stories of adversities and persistence. So really, we need to do as Latinos and as Hispanics, help each other more help each other succeed, help each other climb. So anything that I can get my hands 
on, I try to do, I know I tell myself, you need to start learning how to say no, right? But anything that I can collaborate with community leaders, anything that I can collaborate with members or people that say, hey, you want to do this? Yes, let's do it. I know some of the board members and the foundation tell me, how are we going to pay for that? I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. God's going to supply. We'll figure it out. I want to drill down on leadership, uh, Dr. Adame, because uh, uh, this is a space that you and I have in common of doing uh, leadership trainings for organizations. And I've had other guests on, on the show, and we've gone into uh, great detail of how Latinos in general, again, it's a very broad generalization, they were not exposed to leadership models that they can aspire to. And those of us that have worked in uh, corporate America and have had specialized training in leadership, we want to readily pass on our knowledge to Latinos. Give them a hand up so that they can come up and to compete on the same level as anybody else in any organization. And if they lack the specialized training, by all means, they need to be thinking of what it takes to thrive and what it takes to be able to compete at that level. So tell us some of the principles that you teach in your leadership training. I know uh, you we hear the word leadership, right? And we think, oh, a leader, a leader is born, leaders are made. There's a lot of controversy with that. But I think leadership is simple, but it's very complex. And it's something that we can learn. You mentioned the word prepare, thrive. How, what can we do? Honestly, I say one of my key words is time management is the key to success. And time management is something that we can control. And of course, after that comes the, the Ghana's mentality, right? The positive mindset. There's a lot of key terms that go along right after leadership, but one of them also is ethics, how to learn. All these things we need to learn. We need to equip ourselves to be better. Every day we can learn. Every day we can better to compete. Every day we can equip ourselves with the skills needed to be out there. Those leadership skills are essential. We need to really be able to run and lead, encourage, mentor other people. But again, leadership, as, as simple as it is, when we say it, it's complex and it takes a lot of things, but we need to learn. You say you, you do trainings, so do I. But I mean, sometimes, you know, it's an hour training, but I mean, you learn every day as leaders, you learn every day. Sometimes it's 20 hour training, sometimes it's 30 hour trainings. And it just depends what, you know, the companies out there are looking for, but it's something as leaders, we need to learn every day, every day, every day, every day. We learn something, new. not necessarily skills, but also how to manage, you know, just because you're a manager doesn't make you a leader. I'm going to okay. drill down on this and use your story as an example, as a case study. Okay. Let me tell you why. Sure. In Spotify, one of uh, 17 different directories that our podcast is listened to, 90% of the listeners are women. Okay. Now, so you're a woman that was born in Mexico. Yes. Yes. And you came to the country at what age? Uh, when my mom brought half of the family over here, a little less than half, um, I was seven years old. 
Okay, so you speak English very well because you learned English still at the age that your brain was able to articulate well and move the tongue so that you wouldn't be stereotyped with a strong Mexico accent. What would you say to people that are too self-conscious about their accent, being either immigrants from Mexico or not speaking English well and having to compete in a highly competitive, highly stereotypical against Latinos? What would you tell Latinas that are faced with a low self-esteem because they don't have uh, the last name of Smith or Jones? or they speak an English that is either broken or is not very, they cannot articulate the language, what would you tell them? I am uh, Mexican. I tell people uh, when I have a chance, I do share my story a little bit and I say, look, if this Mexican short girl can do it, so can you. Yes, I was had the privilege and blessing to be here at a younger age, like you mentioned. And I guess you don't hear the, the accent. However, to those people out there that may think they have an accent or that they do, you know what? You just do it. You do it. You talk, practice. You go out ahead and do your amazing thing that you do. You keep moving forward regardless. And people are always going to talk. People are always going to judge or there's always going to be negativity regardless. It might be your accent. It might be your school. It might be your background. It might be your physical. It might be anything. People that really want to put other people down or people that really want to see the negative in anybody are going to bring up anything. Yes, just to other people, like you mentioned, Latinas have a stronger accent. You know what? So be it. You go out there, know your worth, know what you're capable of. And I have another saying that I say, you know, work us really hard until you don't have to introduce yourself. Yes. Let your okay, work so, speak for yourself. So, yes. So if you have an accent, guess what? You have that degree. You might have an accent, but guess what? You work really hard. You might have an accent, but guess what? You've done so much. You might have an accent, but guess what? Your hard work, dedication, your ethics, your leadership can speak for you. So the accent is going to be minimal or it will not matter. So keep moving forward. Accent, no accent. You do it, do your thing, do an amazing thing, find your why, and you're going to do great. I'm reminded of the story of Dr. Deepak Chopra, who started speak public speaking here in Houston. And a lot of his earliest audiences, they walked out on him because they did not approve of his strong Indian accent. And so other immigrants have had to face adversity. And like you said, it's like you have to be very good at what you do. Latinos in general, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but it's like we have to be twice as good as the Anglo-American to be able to be noticed and to compete. So you have a degree, a doctorate degree in mechanical engineering. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So right out of high school, did you go straight into college or did you go to work and go to school? I did. And before I forget, I'm going to go back to you mentioned that as Latinos, we need to work twice as hard. And I feel, again, this is my personal opinion, Esmeralda Dame. As Hispanic, I have to work twice as hard. But because I'm a female, I have to work twice as even harder than that. Correct. Correct. Which that's, is sad. That's a fact. Which is very sad. 
and it's proven, but you know what? Just move it, keep moving forward. Yes, I am a mechanical engineer. I uh, really, my goal was to become an engineer since I was about the seventh grade. Okay. That was going to be the top of the mountain for me. I wanted to be an engineer one day and I have three, four other goals. So I started out of high school, went to engineering, graduated at 24, and then I was lost. I had no idea what else to do because I had never been exposed to anything else. My mom had gone to third grade. My dad had gone to fourth grade and or vice versa. But they, they didn't even finish elementary. So their goal for me was to finish high school. And that is it. I obtained high school diploma, go straight into engineering, obtain my mechanical engineering degree. And I really literally looked to the sides and I said, what's next? I had no idea. So that's when I decided, you know what? I need to take it upon myself to help other young people. Say, you know what? Um, there's more. Never in a million years did I think I was ever going to be a doctor or much less, you know, you know, get a leadership degree or a master's, nothing at all. Because again, my top of the mountain, everything I knew was engineering. So we need to make sure that we expose our young generations, our Latinos saying, you know what, you can do it. There's things past your bachelor's. There's a lot more that you can give. And of course, mentor. So that's leadership. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, rather than thinking for yourself, your emphasis became on helping others and taking your knowledge and using it to build leaders, to teach leaders. Yes, yes, thank you. It's just, it's something that I know I, I've been doing now these leadership trainings. I do my consulting. I do a lot of things of that nature, but that's been about two years. But honestly, I tell people I've been doing it for 15 years for free. Now I'm charging. <laughs> yes, yes. So you've been exposed to great leaders. I've been exposed to great and lousy leaders. <laughs> yes. What are the differences in outstanding great leaders that have either inspired you, molded you, or you've read about? It's like, who are the top leaders that come to mind that impacted you directly? If there's a lot of people out there, but honestly, you know what? It's just growing up. There weren't much. There weren't much out there. So that's why I said, you know what? I need to create that platform. I need to create those, uh, be that person that I needed when I was young. I need to be a mentor myself. I need to make sure that other young ladies know that, guess what? You can do it too. I want to make sure that I'm a leader in my community and my church, in my circle. And we as Hispanics and Latinos, we need to create that for our community and create more that more people that look like us, right? I know right. during my research, trying to get more people, more females to pursue STEM, that was one of the things that I found that a lot of females didn't pursue finish STEM because there weren't any people that look like them. There weren't any um, role models. So now going back to the original question that you asked, who were my role models? Honestly, first person that comes to mind right now, but this is not to like later, later, like in my, when I'm already doing my master's, one of them comes to mind is Dr. Mejia. He's actually been a guest on my own podcast. And just the way that I saw what he did, the, how he gave, 
how he helped others climb. The mentality he had as like, yes, let's do more. Let's give more. Let's impact people. That atmosphere that he created was something like, wow, that's something that I want to do for other people around me. That's something what I want to do. And honestly, it's sad to say, but there's not a lot of people that have those great leadership skills that, I mean, growing up, I, I can think of only one elementary teacher that was great. After that, nobody. Another one is Dr. Bagley, but that was until my college years. Dr. Michael Bagley, which has also been an amazing, a guest, an amazing person in my podcast, Dr. Michael Bagley. I mean, those are the people that I can recall that stand out in my life that made it footprint and say, you know what, one day when I grow up, I want to be just like them. You serve as a board member of the Hispanic Women's uh, Network of Texas in the yes. Rio Grande Valley in, in, yes. in McAllen or Mission? Um, the, it's a whole RGV. I'm a resident of Mission, Texas. Okay. You're listening to Latinos Who Thrive with special guest, Dr. Esmeralda Adame. We'll be right back. ¿Estás buscando el auténtico sabor de México aquí en Houston? No busques más que Fonda Santa Rosa, el restaurante que ha estado sirviendo deliciosa comida casera mexicana por más de 10 años. Desde fajitas de carne, mole poblano, puntas de res al chipotle, puntas de res a la mexicana, plato chipaneco, chuletas de cerdo en salsa verde y mucho más Fonda Santa Rosa tiene algo para todos. Así que ya sea que estés buscando una comida abundante con familiares y amigos o una celebración, ven a Fonda Santa Rosa y experimenta los sabores de México aquí mismo en nuestro propio comedor. Visítanos hoy en Facebook o Instagram para ver toda la selección de platillos. Fonda Santa Rosa, donde cada comida es una fiesta. We now return you to Latinos Who Thrive with special guest, Dr. Esmeralda Adame. Now, so, and you are exposed uh, to other Latina leaders that are very powerful uh, because you guys have one of the chapters that are thriving down, down in the valley. So what are the qualities of leadership in women that women need to embrace and own in order to thrive in their careers or in their business? I don't want to make it to one specific one, two, three, this is the list. But if I can say that as long as you do it with all your heart and you do it and you have that desire to bless others and lift as you climb, you are going to thrive yourself. I tell people that the more I bless others, the more God blesses me. But if I do have to list any, I would say, you know what? Do it with uh, a commitment to help others be committed to what you do and have that being just having ganas. I, 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 I mean, I want to mention five. <laughs> That's the secret sauce. You know what? Yes. I mean, it just, you know, have ganas to, to help others and have ganas to, to, to come out and, you know, of course, they're being persistent, have time management qualities, sure, sure. doing great and being ethical and, I know being Hispanic, being Latina, being bilingual yes. has helped a lot. I remember uh, people, you know, I couldn't even speak English. I didn't know English. 
So I remember being really quiet, not because I wanted to, it was more because I couldn't speak. I would get in trouble if I spoke Spanish. But now it's like, you know, being that dual bilingual with Spanish and the English has really brought a lot of opportunities in the sense of leadership for me. Let's go there because uh, this is our golden era for Latinos. Uh, just in Houston, Latinos have a 45 billion purchasing power just in Houston. And you know the numbers. You, you've looked at some of the other studies that if Latinos in America were a country, they have a greater GDP than Canada. And the browning of America is, is unmistakable. And according to Dr. Uh, Kleinberg, the former sociologist from Rice University, if you close the borders today, Latinos will be the majority in 2040. And that's right around the corner. So America is going to be uh, Latinized. And it's there's tremendous opportunity, but you got to be prepared to seize the opportunity. So from your perspective, yes. what do Latinos and Latinas need to be mindful of to take advantage of the opportunity that is already here and is going to increase? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to laugh because I, I'm going to say you need to have the ganas. Yes. If you want to get that opportunity, you would want to do it. But because I can go out there and give all the leadership workshops that I do. I can do this. And I, I understand. But if they don't have the ganas. Tell us those defining moments for you when you decided that I'm going to put my ganas into this. And by golly, I'm going to either get this job or get this position or get this degree. It's like, give us examples, defining moments for you. I feel that we're at the right place at the right moment. And I know that. I mean, I'm a believer and I say that God has everything instilled for me, even the things that I don't know. But if you want it, you're going to get it. And if okay. I tell people, look, if I want to go to X place or want to be there, I don't know when, but from, from there till now, I'm going to prepare. You were asking about what do we need to do as Latinos? You know what? Prepare every day. Work on your resume. Work on your character. Okay, work on that hardworking skills, uh, prepare, get as many certifications as you can, go to school, mentor, network. Network is very important for us Latinos, especially females, because guys, men are tend to do network here every day. But for females, it's a little bit harder to do that. You know, you just don't go up to, especially to have uh, male mentors, right? But we need to help each other. We need to be ready, have the ganas to do it. You know what? This is coming. This is what the statistics say. What can I do now to prepare there? So whatever you want to see in 10 years, you need to work on it now. Not tomorrow, not the day after. Just don't waste time. Invest it. I can invest in this. I can invest in that. I can invest in my future. How? We invest now to work then. Again, just again, in our character, it's very, very important. And we go back to, hey, Work as hard as you can so you don't have to introduce yourself and be at that table. And guess what? If you don't have a seat at the table, make your own table. You're a big believer in soft skills training. Yes. Why are they so important in today's uh, world? I think they're always important. But I think what's happening now with the new generation, they tend to do less. I guess there's more of the social media, more of the cell phone, more of that. But I honestly, I blame the adults for that. 
because we tend to give our kids, oh, here's a new phone. Here's the newest iPad. Here's the newest thing. No, our kids are in need of our attention. They need our time. Nothing can replace our time, right? But we're so busy adults that, you know what, while here, be on the phone, while I get to do my thing, right? But again, this is not a parenting session. Right. So, but I think we need to be ready. We need to be ready. We need to be able to, to do it. And soft skills are so important because I tell people that a lot of times these kids, when I talk to, I just spoke to 400 kids in one of the sessions the other day and say, you know what? They don't care if I'm a doctor. They can care less how many diplomas I have in my wall. And this is a quote that I like to use that says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Okay. So if they see those soft skills, this newer generation that, hey, I'm actually here for you to help you, they're going to see a difference in how the way we approach them. And going back to the soft skills, you know what? Communication is very important. I tell people, if you're bilingual, put it on your resume. If you're this, you're that. I mean, a lot of the employers now, they're not worried about, can you use this? Can you do the math? Can you use this? Can, you know what? Work with each other. Can they communicate well? Can they make a sell? Can that person look at somebody in the eye and say, you know, I was just at a restaurant the other day and our, the hostess, you know, the hostess was like, oh, how many people in the party? And she's asking, she's not even looking at us, you know, so basic skills like that. Hey, look at somebody when you talk to them, have that one-on-one. -on -one, and that's just something that is taught at home. Okay. A lot of times that's not taught in the classroom and the classroom teaches you, you know, how to do the math, how to do the reading, how to do the history, but those soft skills needs to start at home, how to say thank you, the importance of a handshake, how to do, you know, keep your word. And again, just eye contact is very, very important at any of the, doesn't matter what industry you're in, soft skills are just essential. Why do you think Latinos and Latinas learn to learn the skill of public speaking? I think it's in our culture. I think it's in our nature. We just tend to talk and talk and talk. And that's just something we, we are friendly. I know why some people I, I've traveled uh, different places and say, oh, no, you know, Latinos are so nice or they're nice. And I mean, I've been to Chicago, other places where I walk into an elevator and I'm like the only dark Mexican looking one. Right. I walk in there. First thing is to say good morning. And a lot of them don't answer back. Some of them do. And when they do, guess what? somebody else walks in and then that other person says good morning to them so se transmite right yeah those good vibes that you know what i'm just gonna do it even nobody says back i'm just gonna do the good morning i'm just gonna say good afternoon i'm gonna say all those good habits is something that we need to have and as latinos i think we differentiate ourselves with that where that somos bien platicadores can you share with us uh, any challenges you faced as a Latina and how you've been able to overcome them? There's been several, if not many, but I can give an example in a bit. But regardless, if I sit here and share one, Mr. Escalante, okay. I can sit here and share two, if even if I share 20 or whatever number it is, regardless of what it is. And for out there, the ladies listening, men, whoever's listening out there, whether you're Latina or not, we're all going to have challenges. We all have a story to share. We all have things that we go through personally, professionally, in every area of our lives. But guess what? So what? What do you want? A pity party? 
No, we need to move forward. We need to have the ganas to move forward. The ganas is like, you know what? I'm not the first one. I'm not the last one. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to go regardless. So what helped me persist and what helped me to move forward was really just the ganas of breaking the mold. I know as a young, younger person, you know, I slept on the floor for eight years and I said, you know what, one day I'm going to move out of here. So really the ganas to not leave in that property, to do more, to excel, the ganas to say, you know what, one day I am going to have my room and my kids, if they, I ever have kids, they're going to have rooms. And one time, one day I'm going to be able to help my mom not walk around everywhere. I'm going to work and I'm going to have a car because we walked everywhere. We walked to HEB, we walked to every store, we walked to visit the, the, the cousins and the uncles that live close by. And then I tell my kids now, now when I drop them off at school, they're like, you know what? Mom used to walk to school all the way over here. Yes. Why? Your parents didn't drive. My parents didn't have a car. And even if my mom had a car, she didn't drive. You know what? We didn't have the means. So what helped me persist was really the ganas to do better. The ganas to say, you know what? I'm going to do better. I'm going to become better. I'm going to do more. And I'm going to make a name for myself. And really to be the example, the example for the future, the example for my future kids that I'm going to have one day. I'm going to be the example for the community kiddos. I say, you know what? This is where I came from. This is where I'm at. And guess what? Si se puede, you can do it too. Can you share any advice for young Latinos who are starting out in their own paths uh, to success and thriving as they progress in their career or in their business? Yes. Again, time management is a key to success, according in my dictionary. It's critical, yes. And time, your, your mindset. So just do it. Set your goal. Go out there. What are my goals? Set them out. You need to have goals. If you don't have goals, you, you're going to be lost. You need to have a goal, set a goal, daily goals, week, weekly goals, monthly goals. Just set the goal, go for it, do it. And every day you need to be accountable. Okay. Not just, oh, I'm, no. What did I do today to meet that goal? You know, what did I do today to do that? What did I, even the goal can be for a goal when I'm 30 or the goal when I'm 40 or 50. But every day, once you set that goal, say, you know what? Positive mindset positive affirmations, and really just go for it and do it. That's all you need. Just the ganas, do it, set a goal, and just go for it. Run. How do you stay connected to your culture and heritage? And what role do you think that that plays in your own sense of thriving? I think we should never forget where we came from, regardless how far you get. And that's something that I always share when I, I mentor young people. And I said, never forget when you, when you become rich and famous, don't forget who helped you along the way. Don't forget where you came from and please give back. Okay. So how do I stay connected? I mean, my first language is Spanish. I make sure my kids learn Spanish. They know Spanish. You know, I know my, my kiddo, yes, they were born in the U.S. And one of them asked me, mom, am I Mexican? And I said, technically, yes, because I'm Mexican. Mm -hmm. But I was born here. He said, yes, you were born here. You're American. But guess what? Mommy is Mexican. And because I'm Mexican, and again, my kids learn how to learn, know how to speak perfect Spanish. They know how to communicate. And I just had the prep moment the other day because we're at HEB and we're in line to pay. And I call my son and 
this is when, you know, he was six-ish, I think. And I called him. It's like, where are you? And he's like, and I call him. He's like, Monday. He says that word Monday, right? Yes. So the lady next to behind us like, OMG, I have never heard that anymore. And Monday, for those, you know, if those other people listened to, to your podcast all over, it's really the proper way to say, you know, what? And yes. it's in English, there's no such word for Monday. Everything is like, how can I help you Monday? But there's no Monday. Yeah, so it doesn't translate to, to English because literally it means order me. But it's a sign of respect to say Monday to where you're respectfully inquiring as far as what the person needs from them. So, yeah, yeah the norms that have sort of been lost with uh, newer generations. Yeah. So, again, we, I think we need to stay close to our culture where we came from, teach that to our kiddos and do our job at home. And something that our parents taught me was like, good morning. You always say good morning. You know, the good habits. Como esta? And always say, como esta usted, right? Usted, right. Also, like with respect. And then again, if hopefully one day they'll, they'll, they'll stick with that and teach their kids, my grandkids one day. But I think we should never forget where we came from. Who are some of the authors that have really impacted your mindset? There's a lot of people out there that uh, have written books, right? There's a lot of people that we look up to. But honestly, I was going to go back to the Bible. The Bible? I always want to say, you know what, I always have that, we have that phrase that says, you know, people will use it, they see it all over in necklace and things like, what would Jesus do, right? But guess what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I always looked up to that. And the answers are there for everything. And the answers are there. And I think, even though we say, well, maybe it wasn't Jesus, right, who wrote the Bible, mm -hmm. but it's a great example and a guide for us to guide it every sense, time management, how to invest, how to be great leaders, everything we need to know, it's there. So every time I chance I get, that's what I go back to. In your experience, what do you see as the most pressing issues facing Latino community today? And how do you see those being addressed in the future? I think there's still a lot of work to be done in the Latino community. You mentioned about the uh, buying power earlier. You mentioned other things about Houston. We mentioned you come to the Valley and we're a lot of Latinos, but you get to a certain place in Texas and you go up and we're not that many, or at least not as much right as here. But I think that there's a lot of things we, we can still do. There's a lot of things we can do. There's more that, us as Latinos, we need to literally help each other. I think we face challenges every day. Every day we have challenges. We have, you mentioned earlier, you know, the language, maybe having the language barrier, maybe we have an accent, but you know what, if we get, we do our part, we stay true to what we believe, we stay ethical and we get educated. That's our power right there. We're living in interesting times because policymakers are really pushing against any kind of uh, equity and inclusion in, uh, in, at the university level as an individual, uh, not as a faculty member, but as an individual, just in general terms. Uh, what do you think needs to happen? I think we need to be informed. And it, it's, it's really funny because I read something the other day says, Again, it's just my personal view here. It says, you know, if you don't look at the news or listen to the news, you're not informed. 
but then you listen to the news and you're misinformed. Yes. So you need to make sure as a person, okay, what do I believe in? And where do I need to make a change? Not just for me, but for my kiddos, for the future generations of Latinos. So with all these new laws and policies and everything that's happening, constantly changing, we need to, again, educate ourselves, become, make sure that we have the right information and that now we work in, one, in our 100-year plan. What can I do now, even though I am not going to be here in 100 years, what can I do to now to possibly impact my kids and my grandkids and the next generations? I think as leaders, as we come higher, as we get those positions of um, leadership, we need to make sure that we're not in it for ourselves, that we're in it for the community. Yes. That we're in it to impact others, that we're in it for the right reasons, that we're in it to, hey, you know what? What can I do? We need to be aware that our decisions are going to impact other people. And we need to make sure that we're climbing others and we're helping them do it better or maybe even easier for them to not have the same challenges that we had. Any final words, Dr. Adame? Thank you again. It's a pleasure being in your podcast. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for doing this. Thank you because we as Latinos, Latinas, we need to make sure that we do more. We need to put our name out there. We need to put our voice out there. We need to make sure that we lift each other. We need to make sure that we expose uh, our names and that we do more, that we do more and more and more. And again, on the positive, that we're out there, you know what? Let's positively impact our nation. Let's not settle for, you know what? I'm going to impact my circle. No, we can impact the world. And that's the thing that I wish I would have heard when I was young. You know, now it sounds cliche when we tell kids, oh, reach for the stars. It's true. We're the only ones limiting ourselves. Nobody else is. We just need to go for it, do it, believe in ourselves. And of course, look for opportunities, work hard. And the rest, you know, you're going to make history. Well, thank you very much. And there, my friends, is the end of our today's uh, episode. Until next week, go out and thrive. Thank you.